The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. You're tuned in to a flipped interview edition of Talk of Champions. What does that mean? That means that Brian Haydad of Super Talk Mississippi, where he covers Mississippi State, is going to lead this interview asking me questions about Ole Miss. Effectively, you're going to get in the head of a Mississippi State beat writer fan and how they're feeling heading into the Egg Bowl this Saturday. It's just a different way of approaching it, a different way of further previewing the Egg Bowl. It's coming up quickly. But before we jump into it, let me tell you briefly about my bookie. Thanksgiving is about traditions, like turducken with mashed potatoes and betting on football with MyBookie's Turkey Day Free Play. MyBookie's third annual Turkey Day Free Play returns Thanksgiving Thursday. It's your chance to bet up to $250 risk-free on the early Thanksgiving game. The Turkey Day Free Play is a no-risk, all-gravy wager on the full game spread. Pick the right team and you win. If your team is upset, your bet up to $250 is refunded before the next afternoon game. New players will get their first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000 to help add even more excitement to the greatest football weekend of the year. That's right. Make your first deposit and get extra cash you can use on parlays, teasers, and props all weekend long. Use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions, TOC, in order to claim your bonus and your free bet. And the best part is, that's only the beginning. MyBookie has promotions all holiday weekend long. Turkey Day free play is Thanksgiving Thursday. That rolls into Black Friday boosted odds and finishes the holiday strong with buy one, get one free Cyber Monday Night Football. That's why at MyBookie, they call football season winning season. Check it out now. No risk, all gravy. Don't forget to use the promo code TOC, Talk of Champions, TOC, to claim your freebies. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. This is a flipped interview edition of Talk of Champions. This actually first debuted on Brian Haydad's podcast, Thunder and lightning, but today I'm playing it for Talk of Champions. So, Brian, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to borrow your interview just to get through Thanksgiving. It's the season of giving, right? You sound so excited about it, by the way. Oh, you know that I am. Well, I'm always happy to have you. This is back-to-back weeks. Have we done this ever? Back-to-back weeks talking to each other? 
the only time we ever did was when we had our short-lived wrestling podcast. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I did watch AEW last week. And? I liked it. There you go. You knew I would never lead you astray. Right when I think I'm out. He's back in. Yeah. All right, this is a flipped interview edition of Talk of Champions. He's Brian Haydad. I'm Ben Garrett. Thanksgiving Egg Bowl week. It's always the same story here on Thunder and Lightning. Joining me now on the Welcome Home Beef Hotline, a man who needs no introduction because nobody cares who he is. Ben Garrett from the Ole Miss Spirit, my friend. Get that out of the way first because I know you were going to say something. Why do I come on here? <laughs> what was that? It's like when the faces would come on the like you know brother love show and stuff. Okay, that I was, uh, love you. Uh, that was what an introduction. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. What's going on, man? So we talked last week on on your podcast on Talk of Champions. We and, did. You know my 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 main concern for Mississippi State was they just can't do anything offensively. And then I saw some signs of life, as did everybody else on Saturday when they played at Georgia, and had you know a pretty decent offensive performance against a good Georgia team. Did did you watch any of that game? And if so, did it give you a a different thought process about what's going to happen Saturday? I am not lying to you when I say this. I'm I'm dead serious. It's the first other college football game that has not included Ole Miss that I have watched from start to finish all year. So yeah, I watched the game mainly because I, maybe it was because you and I had talked earlier in the week and you're turning towards egg bowl week and Mississippi state and Ole Miss. And this has still been a very chill build up to the egg bowl, which has been kind of fun. But um, yeah, I think it changed some things for me. I, I think it showed um, something that we talked about last week when I mentioned how it doesn't matter what an opposing offense has been doing up to this point that Ole Miss defensively has shown no ability after South Carolina. You can have no confidence that they'll be able to stop anyone with any type of regularity. It's all coming down to for Ole Miss. Can you get enough stops? Cause offensively you're going to score plenty, but that Mississippi state defense is probably the best defense they've played since their early three game stretch to start the year. I would say Florida, Alabama, maybe throw Arkansas in there in Mississippi state's, kind of in that second tier with Arkansas. So uh, in that respect, yeah, it, it did give me a little bit of pause as far as thinking that Ole Miss um, was going to come in there and or go into the game, rather, and win by double digits. Not that I ever really thought that that was going to happen. I think this is a game that's going to start not just competitively, but with game script to where you could get to the end of the first quarter and it'd be 13 to 13 or 17 to 17 because Ole Miss doesn't kick field goals. So 21, yeah. 21, I don't know. But – Ole Miss fans shouldn't panic because the offense is built to basically score every time it touches the ball. It's all coming back to can that defense stop anybody? And that's the greatest concern if you're an Ole Miss fan because I think Mississippi State, with everything that Mississippi State has had to deal with, is starting to figure some things out. I think Will Rogers is showing some things. I like that number 31. What's his name? Jaden Wally. Yeah, he's good. He's going to be a really good player. And um, they've got two true freshman running backs that have both flashed really well. Um, The only thing that I think Ole Miss can be encouraged by defensively is a lot of the production throughout that game came from Will Rogers checking the ball down. And if you're Ole Miss, it's fine if they end up scoring. Just provide some resistance. It's It's those absolutely disastrous plays that you want to try to avoid, that Ole Miss had gotten to a place where you thought they were getting away from those plays, but then they came back against South Carolina. So that's kind of where I'm at. I think 
I always expected Ole Miss to win the game. I always expected it to be competitive, and that was reaffirmed. But defensively, if you were hoping that Mississippi State was all of a sudden going to just go on this drastic downturn and start sucking and continuing to suck, well, then Saturday was not what you wanted to see at all because it looks like they've started to figure some things out as far as who they are and what their offense is going to be, at least the rest of the way, maybe building upon that moving forward. So. You sort of hit on something I wanted to ask you about. You talked about the first three you know, those defenses, Florida, Alabama, and Arkansas. Even against those defenses, Florida and Alabama, almost had a ton of success offensively. Right. It was only Arkansas that was really able to fluster Corral, six interceptions in that game. What did Arkansas do that you saw that, that gave Corral such a tough time? And do you think Mississippi State could replicate that? Yeah, well, other teams have tried to do that. Auburn did that, and Matt Cross still turned the ball over, but he righted himself. Arkansas is really the only game, and it's an ugly, ugly game. Make no mistake. I mean, six interceptions is awful. Yeah. But it's the oh, only I know. game. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah, it's the only game all year where Matt Corral has been flustered like that. And what Arkansas did was effectively drop eight and put four right there um, to rush, and basically dared Ole Miss to just stick with the run. And Matt Corral still tried to make the same reads. I mean, it, it was fascinating because regardless of the results, which were bad, Matt Corral kept going to that well, right where. Effectively, they were not going to allow Elijah Moore to get passes completed to him across the middle. They were dropping coverage there, and they kept daring Matt Corral to force those throws, and he did. He couldn't get off his first or even second read. He stuck to what had worked up to that point. But now I think he's gotten more depth to read progressions and seeing the whole field and allowing other guys to make plays. And I think what was most encouraging about South Carolina is, for example, Braylon Sanders. Yes, you're always going to try to feed Elijah Moore when you can, but those opportunities where Braylon Sanders is one-on-one and he's got a post, that's a wide receiver you have to have trust in to win a one-on-one. He's proven he can do that over his career. The only thing that's held Braylon Sanders back is his inability to stay healthy. So um, that's what Arkansas did. But Matt Crow figured it out, and he's been rolling for the last couple of weeks. And do I think it's going to be as dominant against Mississippi State as he was against South Carolina? But no, I don't. I don't. I think Mississippi State is better defensively than both of those teams. But I do think that the turnovers and the disaster plays, which lead then to easy points for the opposing teams, I think that's the part that has been wiped off of the the concern list if you're worried about Matt Corral. I think he's just gotten to a place now where he is completely comfortable in this offense, who he is, and um, what his responsibility is. And if he can protect the football, the plays are going to come. Even if it can be frustrating, you're so used to scoring every single time you touch the ball, there are going to be times against Mississippi State where you don't score. You're going to have to punt. I think almost only punted once against South Carolina. You're going to probably punt two or three times, maybe four times against Mississippi State. That's okay. It's um, not allowing those stoppages to then um, derail you for the next drive. So I, I think Matt Krause figured it out from there. I saw a stat looking at a message board this morning. I actually had to go look it up, and I, it was it's tough to, when you see it that how far ahead Elijah Moore is of all the other receivers at, yeah. at Ole Miss. I think he's like fifty plus catches ahead of of Yaboa or and, and maybe close to sixty ahead of Mingo. If State can do a decent job of neutralizing Moore. Can those other guys step up for, for Corral and, and be the, the, the same kind of playmaker? Well, Braylon Sanders did, but here's the thing. Um, it's easier said than done in regards to Elijah oh, yeah. Moore because oh, yeah. he's doing it against everybody. 
Well, yeah. And, and it's because of how they use Elijah Moore. They do not line him up statically at one position and allow him to run particular routes. They're motioning him into the backfield now. They've got him in the slot. Um, he's all over the place because Lane Kiffin has this philosophy in regards to wide receivers that are next level, like an Elijah Moore. And he said to me when I asked him about this, what separates an Elijah Moore over, you know, Amari Cooper or Calvin Ridley, which he's not those guys, but as a route runner, he's every bit those guys. I'm not saying overall wide receiver all around is he's as good as AJ AJ Brown because I don't think he is, but as far as route running, he's elite. So one thing that was interesting is he said when you get guys like that, if you're traditionally lining them up as a wide receiver and just throwing the ball 70 times, well, Julio Jones should be getting the ball more than 70 times. How many times can you get Elijah Moore the ball? And that's where the backfield touches have come from. And I think they'll only expand on that and they'll find more creative ways to get him the ball. So Elijah Moore is going to get his, period. And uh, if that's 12 catches or just overall 15 to 18 touches, he's going to get his. I do believe that Ole Miss found something in Braylon Sanders against South Carolina. I think Jonathan Mingo has been that guy very close to the precipice of becoming the next great Ole Miss wide receiver. He had that breakout game. And then he kind of trailed off. Last week he sat because of an – or week before last because they didn't play last week, but they he sat because of an injury. And then Braylon Sanders steps in, off the injured Braylon Sanders, and did what he does when he's healthy, and that's Purdue. So, yes, I think Braylon Sanders is the obvious guy. And it also needs to be noted that Kenny Yeboah has been spectacular as a one-year transfer at tight end. So they, they've found ways, uh, you know, supplemental pass catchers to – put around Elijah Moore to where, yeah, you can focus on Elijah Moore all you want, but Kenny Yeboah is there, and Braylon Sanders is there, and Jonathan Mingo at times is there. Dontario Drummond has had a sneaky, really good year. Now, Dontario Drummond doesn't get the volume, but when the ball is thrown his way, he's making catches. I mean, he's, I I don't want to say he's the 90% completion rate of Elijah Moore when Matt Crowd targets him, but Dontario Drummond, he makes his catches, and a lot of it is underneath, and a lot of it has to do with Elijah Moore running coverage away from him which results in his catches. So I do think that there are plenty of options out there for Ole Miss if Elijah Moore is somehow, unlike any other game before him against Mississippi State, taken out of the game. I don't think that's possible, but anything can happen. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, with, with, yeah, with what you know, Arkansas was able to do. Do you think you're better off trying to fluster Corral through coverage or through pressure? We'll jump right back to this flipped interview edition of Talk of Champions after I tell you briefly about Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman a proud sponsor, the proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. Are you tired of working nine to five for 40 hours every week just to make money for someone else? Well, our sponsor of the Talk of Champions phone line is Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, and he's looking to hire new financial representatives here in Mississippi. No background experience is necessary, but you do have to be a resident of Mississippi. And what he's looking for is someone who is highly self-motivated and who wants to make a difference in the lives of others. A full-time position comes with benefits, such as health insurance, a matching 401k, and a pension plan. For more information, feel free to reach out to Thomas personally. You can find him on Facebook, or his number is 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. That's Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. Coverage. Coverage, 100% coverage. I think pressure, because the ball comes out of his hand very quickly for the most part. And Ole Miss, you know, I think one thing that's been forgotten in this whole season is that the Ole Miss offensive line has been really good. Now, the guard play could be a little bit better, and um, there are some 
things you could nitpick if you wanted to. But for the most part, when you have an offense that is going like this, this offensive line has been really, really good. And I think the tackles are the biggest reason. Which is the opposite. When we talked back in August, you were worried about the offense. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I thought that outside of the defensive line, the offensive line was the greatest concern. And that offensive line, no one's talked about them, which is the greatest thing you can say about an offensive line. Right, is that right. They're not getting any attention whatsoever. And Royce Newman has been solid as a rock at right tackle. And Nick Broker, he's a next-level left tackle. I'm not saying he's a first- or second-round pick or anything like that, but I think Nick Broker is certainly um, a potential NFL starter at left tackle. And Ben Brown's transition to center, as good as he is as a blocker, as a road-grading guard, the snapping has been a little bit of an issue, but he started around in to form in that respect as well. So the offensive line, which was certainly a question mark, has come around to a place where no Ole Miss fan is ever worried about that, that group going forward. And that makes you, as a defense, have to think, how can I get Matt Crowell off his game? Well, disguise coverages and try to confuse him. Now, again, Matt Crowell turned a corner after Arkansas, but there are still ways to force him into throws or make him think he's seen something that isn't really there. Um, I think that's the next step in the progression for him is just understanding what you're seeing in front of you and not pulling the trigger on something just because Elijah Flash is open in the middle of the field. Because that's what happened against Arkansas. And happened against Auburn, too. The big thing is Ole Miss is not going to kick field goals. And that's great. I'm all for team no kick. So in the end zone... (laughs) <laughs> or in the red zone, and he threw one in the end zone, but also in the red zone, don't turn the ball over. Just keep running your offense. And I think that's where, if you're a defense, Matt Crow has shown a propensity to sometimes get a little trigger happy down there, and you can create a big play. If he can avoid that, then it'll be fine. But if you're Mississippi State, and I'm on your podcast, then it, it can become an area where you attempt to, in, in some way, get to him and create a big play that gives the ball then back to your offense, which will score against this Ole Miss defense, which, which is just horrendous, even though it is getting Otis Reese back, and that's a big deal. I thought on Saturday, State's game plan was really obvious defensively, that they were just going to stop the run. and make Weren't they JT running Daniels pretty much them. basic? It was just kind of a basic deal, wasn't it? I felt like it was, but they got their, their defensive line and their linebackers did a really good job. I mean, Georgia had eight yards rushing. This is Georgia we're talking about, tailback you. Yeah. If State flips the game plan and they're successful, if State decides we're not going to let Corral beat us, and they have success there, are Ely, can Ely and Connor win the game for Ole Miss? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, because this is one of the better rushing attacks not only in the SEC but in the country. And that's the big thing. This offense, there's no obvious weak point anymore. And I'm not trying to oversell or anything. I think Mississippi State is going oh, to give Ole Miss really fits. It's really good, yeah. I think Mississippi State will give Ole Miss fits. But – um, Jerry Ely and Snoop Connor have been so effective, and Henry Parrish has now been added into that backfield and getting a few touches. And then the extra added element of Elijah Moore, once he does motion to the backfield, who's getting the ball? Elijah Moore, Jerry Ely, or is Matt Crowell dropping back? And then Kenny Yeboah is up to seam, or Braylon Sanders running in post against one-on-one. It's all about putting linebackers in conflict and making them make a tough decision, just like it is with Matt Crowell if you're a defense and you're trying to make him see things that aren't there, same thing with Ole Miss offensively. So, yeah, I, I think the running game can absolutely win the game. It's all about patience, in my opinion. If you do get into a, a, a type of game with Mississippi State where the score is close and you're not scoring in four plays, you're not scoring even in six plays, can you have the patience 
to just run your offense. Well, for the last handful of weeks, Ole Miss has been patient. Even when things have not come so easy, it's been more of a slow trickle-down death by a thousand cuts to go score. They've done that. But things just can get weird in the Egg Bowl. It's always been this way. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm just – I'm banking on something weird. I don't know what weird is going to happen, but something weird is going to happen. And um, how old well, we had a fight two years ago. We had, had yeah. uh, we had urination simulation last year. You and so I fight every single God year. God only knows what it's going to be. You know, for no reason other than are you going to be there? No, I'm not going. Why I'm would like, I go? Gonna a, it's going to be like Steve Austin. It's going to be like Austin Pillman. I'm coming to your house. Well, I'm, I'm driving more than welcome here. Come, please. Wow. Well, I want to be there, obviously, but because of what you and I do, well, you don't have to do this, but with 247, I do these live updates and stuff, and no one cares about any of this stuff. But I will yeah. just simply say that all of it's yeah. on Zoom, so why am I going to sit in the press box on Zoom and try to bang all this stuff out when I could be at home and on Zoom and banging all this stuff out? It takes time consuming. Right. I'd have to, I don't, I don't. Yeah, why would I do right. that? Before Not that I, I don't go. love you, by the way. Um, before I let you go, do you know a guy named Will Stanford? Of course I know Will. We grew up together. He was two years older he than me. He tweeted at me today. He had, a, he had a question in the mailbag, and he wanted me to ask you about the FRA. Okay, so here's the FRA. Um, it started with my older brother Daniel, and, um, and, and Will's great too, but really my older brother Daniel and Jamie Coleman, Kyle Stanford, they started, it was the student section of New Albany basketball, but it really didn't take off, and this is true, until me and Martin Cawtharp, Martin's a big Mississippi State guy, so shout out to Martin. And um, a few others, Terry Young being one of them, took it over, and it became the most obnoxious student section in North Mississippi. In my opinion, the most obnoxious. Oh, Brian, you would love this. Okay, so here's a good example. (laughs) There used to be a Mississippi State shirt, and Martin came up with this. They said, just say no on the front, or just say, yeah, just say no on the front. And on the back it said, friends don't let friends go to Ole Miss. Sure. So we came up with just a complete ripoff. Just say no. Just say no. Friends don't let friends go to county schools because a big thing in New Albany, in this area, in Union County, is the county tournament. Somehow the principal signed off on this. I, I, I don't know what he was thinking, but we walked in with these shirts to East Union, and my God, the hatred! I mean, people were trying to kill us. Just one woman, just obviously drunk where their child gets in our face. and she's At a high school basketball game. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. So they say, you're not classy. Y'all are unclassy, you know, classy T-shirts, whatever. Well, New Albany then, a week later, played at Ingemar. And that was the big showdown. Ingemar's always been awesome at basketball. So because they said we were so unclassy for these shirts, we all showed up in full, you know, suits. And we stood there. People jump out. Yeah. <laughs> that's classy enough. Very, very classy. And then we started our chants. And our chants were very, very vicious. So much so that um, one time we were told not to carry billboards into a game. And we did. And they were very personal about some players on the court. Those players drove into town later that night after we beat them and tried to find <laughs> me and a few others. It was great stuff. Yes, it was. Uh, Back when Ben Garrett cared. I wish that guy was still around. Yeah, I, it was uh, It was fun. I, hey, I, I won Mr. Bulldog Spirit Award, whatever the hell that means. So there you go. You know? Ben Garrett, Mr. Bulldog. That's hey, your new let title. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something real quick before I get out yeah. here. I know it's your podcast, but I want to ask you something. How do you feel about sure. the Egg Bowl now? Because we talked middle of last week. So now, where are you? 
I'm sort of the same place that you are. I, I, I see it as, you know, I, I saw some things from Mississippi State that made me think that they can win now. Last week, I wasn't. I didn't think they could win. I just didn't think offensively they could go. Even as bad as Ole Miss is defensively, I just didn't see it. Now, if the team that if they play like they did against Georgia against Ole Miss, they can win the football game. But if you I'm had really to, make, if you had to make a projection right now, right now, yeah, I'm still leaning Ole Miss a little bit, but I, I I'm talking myself into Mississippi State more each day. Here's my one question, but and again, I know this is your podcast, but um. I don't understand what's going on with State and the numbers. Did they really just go to Georgia with 49 players? They, they, went, they actually, I found out, they actually only took 43 scholarship players. Okay, so is there a chance after another round of COVID, and I, not that I want this, I want the game to be played, I want all the games to be played, that's my whole point here. There right. isn't a chance that this game could get postponed, right? There is, on if we get to, because it's about position groups, right? Okay. Now, Rumor has it that Rogers already tested positive early in the season. That's why he didn't go to LSU. Okay. So he won't be tested again. So quarterback, you're okay. But the offensive and defensive linemen, if they lose enough guys, they could cancel the game. So we, when did we, it we, become we, a we, thing? I thought you had to have 53 to travel. I guess the SEC is relaxing everything. The SEC says, okay, so what the 53 thing is this. You ha- if you have 53 or more, you have to play. You can't say we're down to 53, 54. Can we not play? You have to play. If you're under 53, the SEC will let you play if you choose to, assuming your position groups are in good shape. Oh, Simple okay. as that. All right. So basically the SEC and state, basically, it's like almost getting like a waiver. So we still can't completely feel confident about this game yet? Not, not until Friday. I don't think. Until maybe Thursday afternoon when they get the, the last round of COVID testing in here. Jeez. Which I don't know how they'll do that with Thanksgiving. I don't know if they'll <laughs> What are you do doing for Thanksgiving? Eating turkey, turkey, baby. Can I just say one thing? Sure. I miss the absolute crap out of Dak Prescott every single day. <laughs> the Cowboys fan coming out here. I yes, love sir. that dude. I have been defending him so hard. Some person, I won't say who, very big Ole Miss personality that you know, was like, mm-hmm. oh, man, don't sleep on Andy Dalton. In the minute Andy Dalton replaced Dak for those next two games, I was like, see, this is what I'm telling you. Y'all don't understand. Y'all need to put respect on my guy's name because Dak – is a top eight quarterback easily. I make a case for top five. Oh, easily. It's not, I yeah. love that dude. And, and it's not even God, close. So. I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, Big Ben that y'all all hate. Teared up a little bit when he got hurt. Not going to lie. It was awful. We all, well, enjoy the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day as much as you can. And yeah, Jack will be back loss. next year. Have fun with that. So, Ben Garrett, the Ole Miss spirit. Talk to you later, buddy. All right, buddy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.